before the bloodbath begins, slither your way to the host's socials for the podcast slash Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast, Instagram at the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast, to stab to Aaron's accounts, Twitter at double AA row three, and Instagram at double AA row. Find the podcasts on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slaying and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which the their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barracks. Welcome. I'm your host Dustin. Uh, today, for another really awesome interview. Within the Barons segment, we have Emily Bennett and Justin Brooks joining us. Um, as everybody may know, and hopefully you know, they are a part of a movie called Alone With You. And um, I originally saw this um, Salem Horror Fest, and that was uh, really, really cool. I think it was last year? I think I think that's what it was. My years get so messed up with um, Salem Horror Fest. But uh, how, how have you both been? Good, good, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's been a pretty wild year. Yeah, and we love Salem. We love Kay. Yeah. We love that festival is so much fun. And what yeah. what fun to have a festival in Salem. It's such an exciting town. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um I attend it um pretty much every year. I think I started attending Salem Horror Fest two thousand eight. Um nice. if I if I remember correctly. So um, yeah, it's definitely been a journey over there, and, and having your film, you know, be shown on there, it must have been such a huge success for for the both of you. It was awesome. It was yeah. amazing. We actually yeah. attended that one. Yeah, we were at the the first, I guess, the first showing. I'm I'm not sure if they showed it a few times, but uh, yeah, we had some friends show up, and we did like a little Q and A. Yeah. Um, after but it was honestly because we shot alone with you during 2020 during the lockdown in brooklyn basically alone which we will get into um you know going back to the festival circuit um to be in person to watch these films including ours was just such a shock to the system we were so glad to like get to attend salem and actually be there like that that was such a joy yeah um because when they did the whole, you know, virtual fest, which am I am I remembering this correctly or wrong? Were you in two Salem Horror Fest? Were you in the virtual fest and then you were in? Or am I thinking that completely wrong? Because my memory, I'm like, I know I've seen the movie multiple times, so I'm like, I could have sworn I was in two Salem Horror Fests, but I think my mind is tricking me. I I I wonder if Kay did like a hybrid thing. I think she did, right? Yeah, I'm not certain. I I as far as. Massachusetts, I know it, it played Salem Horror. It also played at the Coolidge Corner in Boston yeah. for a while. Um, and I don't, I think, was Salem had had a digital component at that point? They had it um, during COVID. It was digital. And then last year it was like, uh, it was first like in person and then they did a digital one. So I wonder I'm if sure. that's what's messing me up. I think that's what happened. So we we yeah. attended in person, 
and did a Q&A and, and all that stuff. And then I think it was also on the digital yeah, so that's what's messing me up. Okay. I'm glad that I'm getting that sorted out because I was thinking about it for like the yeah. last week. I was like, why do I feel like I'm going insane thinking about this? So it's yeah. it's good to know so that. So many of the festivals that we did this past year were, it was it was like in person and uh, they had that hybrid component of, of being online as well. So Yeah, yeah. which was shocking because we were able to attend, you know, quite a few festivals. We really wanted to. We were just like, COVID's over. And we were just like, oh. JK but um it we wanted to go see the film in so many places and be there to like represent and then not realizing that they also had an online component so people would message us and they'd be like we loved your film we're like where where'd you see it and we'd be like oh yeah they're doing the hybrid thing but it also made it easier for us to see everybody's movies at the at the uh the festivals too which was very cool because I mean we're like running around trying to 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 you know shake all the hands and kiss all the babies while also really (laughs) wanting to see movies you know so it was very cool that we got to also do the hybrid thing and and catch it on our own time while while there there's so many good movies this past year at the festivals yeah Yeah. um and um i consider consider alone with you an indie film would you consider it also an indie film it's exceptionally yes yes (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> like the indie circuit just everywhere within the past like two or three years has just, just been blowing up um yeah. Uh, yeah they're all in festivals they're all going to streaming services um which we can announce right now if you'd like that you know alone with you is going to be on shutter yeah so, um, yeah coming august 16th august 16th yeah. tune in come be alone with us yeah yeah. i think it's it's um it's actually interesting right now because i think both because of the uh the the quarantining and pandemic and all that stuff and and just how Hmm. the hit that covid gave the film industry like indies have always had to deal with roadblocks so covid was just kind of another another day you know to to the indie filmmakers so it was interesting when hollywood slowed down like those the indie filmmakers got out there and did their work because that's that's what we we know how to work in in adverse you know environments and uh and i that's why i see a lot of these kind of independent films coming forward now because they were all working when nobody could you know And, and so you see a lot of the indie community coming forward with their films this past year. And yeah. and don't get me wrong, we we did have brilliant Hollywood producers um, attached, but the boots on the ground uh, story was a bit different. So we work with our producers, Theo James, the actor who starred in Divergent, he'll be in the new season of White Lotus. Um, he's wonderful one of our producers and the other producers, Andrew Corkin, who produced uh, Martha Marcy, May Marlene. Um, uh, we are what we are. We are what we are. Yeah. Um, Mercy. And Mercy, just so many films. And um, they, they both were on another film that we had written together called Kept. Um, that, that film is still in process, but it's a much bigger film. Like it's a bigger cast. I was, I'm not the lead in that one. Um, and we were gonna go ahead with that. And then of course, COVID like so many filmmakers, it's just like, ah, COVID. But, um, you know, when we sat down, we, we shot two short films. We're partners, you know, in life, we're engaged. Um, and congrats, by the way, congrats. 
Thank you very much. Um, but luckily we were living together during the pandemic. So we shot a couple short films which have gone on to alter. Um, you can see them, Pains and Bed respectively, we directed. And then we, we hit up Andrew and Theo and we were like, look, we, we can't do Kept right now, but we can do this idea. And so, you know, they, they fully supported us. And it's, again, you know, it, the definition of an in indie film, but um, just with a brilliant crew um, that we never really got to see in person, but... Um, post crew. Post crew, yeah. <laughs> there was nobody else on set except the two of us. That's yeah. nuts. And that's what I was hearing a lot with other um, filmmakers I was talking to during the pandemic. It's like, yeah, it was only like two or three people on set, but we made this yeah. awesome film. And um, you can really feel um, just how close this film is because it's all in like one location. Mm -hmm. It's very tense, very big sense of dread throughout the whole movie, which I really, really like. Um, mm -hmm. You know, also it, it, it's pretty uh, depressing because, you know, alone with you just in, in, in the title itself like you're there with yourself the whole time you know and it's definitely a movie that um i was being drawn to um especially during salem horror fest because there was a lot of films you know to pick through and be like okay which one do i really really you know um vibe with the most and i would definitely say alone with you was one just because of how different and impactful it was and i mean you have freaking barbara crampton in it like, that's just nuts, just on, on itself. I mean, she's not there in person, but, like, you know, her in the film, regardless, is also a very big feat um, for, I'm sure, the both of you to have someone of uh, that kind of stature in the, in the horror um, world. Super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Barbara is... Incredible. She's great to work with. She's just such a wonderfully kind, giving actor and, and friend. She... You know, it's funny because we didn't even get to meet her in person until well after the f the film had been shot and mm. and it through post. Um, we actually saw her right before our our premiere at um, Fantastic Fest that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got to have um, just dinner and drinks and whatnot. And she is yeah. she is just as as cool as she is on screen. She's a fantastic woman. An amazing actor like that will not yeah. be the last time we work with barbara crampton for oh, sure i'm excited uh, <laughs> and she's it, it it was just such a i mean you know as as horror fans you know like watching films like from beyond and reanimator and 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 just barbara was was just so cool to get and it all came down to the script like i we we mm -hmm. couldn't possibly think that we were going to get anybody really of note we thought okay we're going to band together some some buddies mm -hmm. and make this thing and then when our um when our amazing um uh our casting our director, casting David. director <laughs> David got yeah. a hold of us and asked if we wanted Barbara Crampton we're like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, what kind of question is that <laughs> like, that's well, we were also just like, I mean, sure, she's never going to take yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, she's um, never going to do it. But. but she she honestly, she signed on based on um, what her words, the strength of the writing in that first scene with, with the mom and Charlie. And and it's because she she said it's because we don't, they're, they're both people. There's no villain there. There are yeah. just personalities. They're real people talking to each other with deep wounds and deep 
um, you know, traumas on both sides, clearly, but they're people, you know, it's not, they're not cutouts. And she was really interested in that dynamic and, and really getting into to work. And I have to say, you know, not only as a co-director, like, co like directing her was a joy for both of us as an actor man like she shows up like she's so generous it's so fun they say that when you uh when you play tennis with someone who's better than you you get better and as an actor it's the same thing and and playing tennis with barbara in that scene uh, i was like oh i'm i'm getting better because i'm i'm working with this wonderful woman so yeah. we love you Barbara. yeah that's awesome and um she's been talking about you know roles um that she's been taking on in her in her life now because she's never had the roles that she really wanted to do yeah. and now that yeah. she's actually able to you know pick through certain things and really do things that she wants so for her to pick your film for her to be like this is a role i've been wanting to do that that is awesome so uh congrats I, on both I, of you, I, I, she, Thank you. getting her was just a, so wonderful because she's an actor that she carries with her the, such such cloud of like the amazing horror that she's been a part of. But it's funny working in this business. I've worked with, you know, names in horror, um, but there's a lot of them out there that like just take the gig, and you 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 see like tons of movies that you'll never see in your in the light of day that this person has done. You know, mm -hmm. um, but when it came to Barbara, I noticed like she. Um, she barely takes a project like she she's very very um focused when she takes a project on and mm -hmm. that was what it what was even more kind of uh just wonderful to see and in, in knowing that um she she takes a project because she cares about the project she wants to do it she wants to be a part of it it's more than filler for her um she's a you know, she's a fantastic actor. She's a kind person. She's a really thoughtful actor, which is why, yeah, when when she chose us, it, it was uh, it was all the more special for sure. Mm. And that's that's absolutely awesome. So I'm really curious to see uh, what you got in the works um, for her to play in next. <laughs> um, one other thing I really like to do oh, with um, you know people that we have coming on is like, I always like to know like where did it all start and I guess we can we can start with uh, you Justin um, where did it all start for you know filmmaking was it something that you always wanted to do growing up or did it kind of come later in life it kind of both it's funny it's um so I grew up loving horror I have a father who would go to horror conventions in the 80s like my dad was a big fan of genre. He brought that into my life when I was very young. Like, I mean, I was watching, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a, a little kid. I was the, I was the one like bringing Evil Dead over to my friend's house and getting sent home because they're not allowed to watch Rated R. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So it's always been a huge part of my life, but um, I come from a very rural part of the uh, of uh, New York and it was never really presented like you can do this as a job like movies were magic you know so it was never put in my head like you know you can go do that even though everything I did growing up had to do with horror movies um, even to the point where so I, I am also a musician 
I spent my 20s touring in punk bands. And my first, my first band that I ever toured with was a horror punk band that we wrote songs about the horror movies that I loved. Yeah. You know, and it, so it was always wrapped in it. And it wasn't until after kind of um, walking away from music that I really, really allowed myself to dive into um, being involved in making film and, and starting down that path. And that's where it really started to open up for me. I started writing and shooting my own projects and, and getting involved with that professionally. Awesome. So, yeah, it's always been a part part of my life, really. What about you, Emily? Where did it all start with you? Uh, let's see. I would say, I mean, I, I ran around with my dad's camcorder when I was like six, seven. Like I started bossing all of my neighbors around and like making little movies based on Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Like I was oh, doing nice. that for show. So um, that was my entry. I'm from the South. So I'm from uh, the Bible Belt, Charleston, South Carolina. Was not really allowed to grow up on the fair that Justin was. Um, my parents were very, like, not cool. But if it was Nickelodeon, that was fine. Um, so I, like, held on to that. And I was just like, but I love the creepiness. And um, so honestly, later in life, I, uh, like, in high school, I discovered my love for acting auditioned for a boarding school, got into the arts boarding school. Um, and then I auditioned for the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London and got in. And they, you know, take one American a year, which is crazy. And I got there and um, lived there and trained with some of, you know, some amazing, Alan Rickman was like a mentor of mine when, when I was in school. And um, and I had to talk like this when I was in school. So I had to completely change my accent. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I, I actually signed with an agent over there and they were just like, they were surprised that I was American. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I got to figure this visa thing out. And I was just like, nah, I'll just go to New York. And, um, you know, it's, it's the, after the best schooling, the struggle is still the same. I, I was like, please give me work. And I just started auditioning. I wanted to be in theater so bad you can't pay your bills unless you're on Broadway. And I was like, okay, film. So I actually found film like later and um, started getting jobs on uh, TV shows, bit parts here and there, indie films here and there. And I got really tired of auditioning um, for scripts that I was like, these aren't even that good. Um, <laughs> and I was like, but I really want this. Job. And so I just started writing, you know, I just started I, I felt like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. I was like, how dare I? I'm just an actor. Like, I'm, I'm just supposed to shut up and, like, say the lines that are written for me. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm going to write. And that was a slow process kind of allowing myself to, to take the reins. And then years later, yeah, I'm happy to say I'm, I'm mostly now a writer-director. And I love working with actors. And from our backgrounds, we're so different in... Justin can do anything on set technically. Like he <laughs> is a brilliant cinematographer. He can run sound. He can do VFX. He can do SFX. He can do anything. Um, I can't do that. Like I, I help where I can and I've learned so much from this man. But I come from the acting side and I can talk to actors. I know different methodologies. And so, you know, like Captain Cl Planet with our powers combined. <laughs> yeah, um, dynamic make a duo. Yeah, we're a dynamic duo. So, anyway, that's me. 
it is funny we've been noticing like we've just been kind of talking about uh you know random stuff in our 20s and just how <laughs> yeah how different we, uh, our lives we, we grew been. up very differently like i said i mean she she toured, she toured shakespeare and i toured basement fucking punk rock <laughs> you know like it, it was uh there's a lot of really funny weird <laughs> stories that do not match he'd be us. like yeah this punk rock show my my buddy set this guy on fire like he didn't mean to and i was just like oh that reminds me of like a pyro effect that we had in bram stoker's dracula the actor's theater of louisville like, we could not be more different but um it works it does work that's awesome and to know that you guys are doing films together and you know putting all your love uh together in all these films is, is awesome um, is there anything in the works right now that you want to talk about? There's always stuff. In there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing is like I, this, this industry and this just being able to do this. It's like, if you don't have 20 things happening, uh, like, it, it, cause one of them's going to work, you know, and it, it's, it's always kind of trying to, to gather your, your your pieces your puzzle pieces together so yeah i mean we've we, got a few things yeah we we have our solo projects um i mean i i write um like my hands are gonna fall off at sometimes i've got i write almost too much i'm i'm currently uh i was hired to to write a feature film for uh the wonderful filipina filmmaker ray red um so i'm writing a, a feature for her and her production team right now kind of collaborating with them but i've got other solo projects justin has other solo projects but together um like i said we have uh, the film kept um and then we've also just started outlining well, not just started, but um, we're pretty deep into outlining our next um, feature, yeah. kind of grassroots feature that that will be shot here in in the house that we're in upstate, um, and it's uh, it's really beautiful and really nasty. I um, like it. A lot more <laughs> blood alone with you. Lot, yeah. <laughs> I guess no spoilers, but a lot, yeah. a lot more blood. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Um, so since you, um, you know, Alone With You was uh, shot during COVID and it was just a two view in one location, what was it like filming in that one location? Was there days where you just didn't want to do anything because you were tired of looking at the place? Um, or was it all, you know, flowing very nicely? Um, I think it's probably going to be, be the first one, but, um, hey, who knows? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I had just moved in there um, and Justin had so much horror paraphernalia where like, <laughs> when we decided well, yeah, to just shoot... so for anybody that doesn't know, we shot the film in our apartment. So that is yeah. I, we lived in the in the place. Yeah. Yeah. But we um, had to completely like basically cast the apartment because he had a massive predator statue, a pumpkin head statue, yeah. evil dead posters everywhere, much like your backdrop. Like that was our wall. Um, yeah. like walls in that apartment so we had to completely strip all of that and say okay well Simone and Charlie live here what what is that world so yeah. we had to just it felt like we were living in someone else's apartment it was weird yeah it was it because my apartment is very there's pieces of me in in that but I mean that that is largely uh an apartment built for 
Charlie and Simone. And, and so yeah. it did feel like we were in, in someone else's space for a long time. As far as how mm. easy everything went, I, I mean, making a bad movie isn't easy. You know, so like make trying to make a good one is 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 pretty rough. It's uh I can tell you that there were many days in there where Emily didn't have to work all that hard to get to the headspace that Charlie was in. Um yeah. in in the film. I mean it, it was a lot of uh it was tough. I can tell you at the beginning, our our first day we even kind of set ourselves up relatively easily. We were like, let's do some, just a simple scene. It's a, it's a simpler scene in the film and everything went wrong. Nothing. Oh no. The end of the day, we're literally sitting like almost in tears being like, we fucked up. This is, we shouldn't do this. This is going to be terrible. Everything is wrong. Nothing, you know, um, and you slowly come back from that and you start getting a rhythm and, and, mm -hmm. you know, there was definitely points in there where we really felt that rhythm. We were going, we were getting it and we were, you know, landing what we needed. And there were other days that the whole world was working against us. But, uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, after the initial shock of, of saying, of experiencing the reality of, you, you are funded, you are working with professional producers, you have Barbara Crampton signed on, you have actual talent signed on, you have to do this thing. Yeah. Um, once the, the rubber hit the road and we were like, okay, we did find a rhythm. And, yeah. and I have to say like, as, as an actor, it, it did feel, yeah, a bit method, I guess. I feel like that term is misused sometimes, yeah. but you know, I certainly was living in, in Charlie's where, Charlie lived um and we we tried to shoot chronologically and honestly that helped and and oddly the deeper Charlie gets into her situation and and experiences and, and desperation that weirdly in an odd way became easier because I just let go I just I stopped you can only hold on so tight and we were doing everything together I was helping yeah. like hang lights before putting on my hair and makeup and getting into wardrobe and then stepping in front of camera and at the end of the day it just it all felt I I don't know I don't know if I became Charlie for two months because we shot this for about two months but I was gonna ask that so cool two months yeah wow. yeah so we did this like with like two days off um that whole time for about yeah. two months so what what we lacked in people and crew and money like hollywood money um we had in time so we we took our time and justin was able to compose beautiful shots like the the steady cam shots and and really the the more difficult shots took longer and so we just gave those shots the time that they needed um but yeah i living as charlie for about two months was uh I, I don't know if I recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What we did have is, like she said, we, we, we had time. I mean, we yeah. did not have crew. This is, you're looking at the, you're looking at the crew. These yep. are, we are the only two people that were ever on set with the exception of my father came down to make sure we ate more than frozen pizza for a couple of days. There you and, go. Um, yeah. He cooked for us. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, uh, but, but we were, 
we were shooting the entire film. We were lighting the entire film. Hanging a boom pole from the ceiling, from yeah. a rake pole, from anywhere that, and most of the audio is on set audio, which is yeah, yeah, amazing. Still amazes me. But it, but the thing is, I knew at the beginning if we were going to be forced into this quarantine, if we were going to be told we can't do anything, go anywhere, whatnot, then we knew we had this time and Mm -hmm. that's all that money makes uh smaller right so like so if you have money you you buy a crew you pay a crew to make sure things happen quicker and and you roll a film out in like you know three weeks four weeks Mm -hmm. um we knew we couldn't do that timetable but if we add the two months then that crew of five or six or seven people could be a crew of two moving slower, moving steadier, but still Mm. we're not, you know, it was important to us that this had at least as much of the polish of a, a, you know, I guess what we'd call a Hollywood feature film or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, given the time that we had, because it, the visual storytelling in this particular story was just as important to us as what was written on the page. Like we were telling our story through these images and that was very important. Everything had to be very intentional. Um, There's not a thing about this film that wasn't very, very intentionally and very thought about. Like it's a very... That's a nice thing is we were yeah. able to be very thoughtful with what we did in, in making the film. So there's yeah. a lot of layers in, in that storytelling. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this movie is very polished. For it being only, like, two months and just the two of you really doing that, the lighting is beautiful. The shots are beautiful. Um, even, like, you know, the darker parts that are in it. Like, everything is so beautifully lit. For, oh. And in an apartment... You guys nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. It's yes. it's such a gorgeous film, even though it's a very, you know, raw film to watch. And it can be a little difficult at times. But, I mean, that's kind of the point. Um, and also, dealing with it when you were doing the, during the pandemic. I know, especially seeing it at um, Salem Horror Fest. And then, like, everybody else is kind of connecting. But, like, yeah, you know what? I really do feel alone and I'm, I'm with myself and like i'm isolated in this one spot and this film really does highlight that and like the most like you know um craziest situations and you know really getting there in your head and stuff and yeah this film is it's beautiful for how you know um sad it, it is so um really good job on on both of you and, and everybody else that worked on this crew because it's definitely a masterpiece i would say that Thank you, Thank you so much. Well, and, and I, I just have to say, I can't take any credit for the lighting. I, <laughs> I, I helped hang the lights, but I, again, I, I learn from Justin constantly. The, you know, we, we would storyboard and we would talk through shots, obviously, as co-directors. But the artistry that that Justin has, just, just carving light around a body, around a mannequin. Um, like some of those shots of just mannequins just took my breath oh, away. It's so good and so creepy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I, I, like I, that's the scene I was just thinking about in my head too. I'm just like, wow, that scene is yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually kind of wanted to ask you: Do you do either of you have a favorite scene in this that like you either really liked um, to shoot or watching it like back that like really stuck out to you? Hmm. I 
I don't have a, I don't have a favorite scene. I don't think, I mean, I love, I, I really love what Emily does. Um, it, it, towards the end of the film when she when she's like all fired up and and, and like really going mad I, I i love that stuff but i mean <laughs> i have a favorite shot but it's very it's like i have a favorite shot simply because you so much of film is is um it's jazz you know you, you you've got a uh you've got to really kind of be able to, to maneuver around a, uh, it, you know, film is a living being. It's constantly changing and it's pushing you in different directions. And, and uh, you have what you intend and then there is what happens. You know, I, I think one of the biggest um, stories in that is, is Jaws, right? There's the movie Jaws was supposed to be and then there's the movie we got because nothing worked, you know? Yeah. Luckily, that usually breeds um, tons of ingenuity and, and artistry. And, and that's why Jaws is what it is. For me, though, I had one shot that actually was exactly as I had planned it. It oh, yeah. was lit exactly the way it was supposed to look. It worked the exact way it was supposed to. It was just this wonderful kismet of it just it was a thing that I set up and I was like my intention came through mm. the funny thing is it is a shot that no one will ever notice because <laughs> it's so simple but for me every time I see it I was like yes I fucking nailed that one you know it was but awesome. uh, how about you what's your favorite you didn't tell him what shot it was i can't no that's he he wants us to guess you know what that's good because it's going to make me want to go watch this movie after true they're gonna be like is it this shot um that's so funny uh shots um scene what's your favorite scene oh favorite scene sorry oh yeah you said shot um favorite scene honestly i'm just Though this apartment, uh, the, this film takes place in an apartment, um, for the most part, honestly, the it just the the beach scenes just take my breath away, partially because not only how it was shot and and the composition that you know we had worked on these stark um, frames and and the gliding dread towards Charlie on the beach as the the water laps her feet, it it goes from such a calm place safe haven this place of romance at the very beginning of the film to a place of absolute dread i love honestly the quiet shots just creeping towards charlie on that beach and partially just because we got so lucky that every time we shot there and we shot on that beach for about six six mornings to to get there um, early enough and to keep things consistent weirdly every morning we had the same fog the yeah. same that's myth awesome that that like blurred the horizon of the water in the sky and it just seemed to be just so metaphorical of like the blurred lines of this film and charlie's psyche and what is happening and what is i don't know there, there's just something so beautiful about and i take myself out of this but the composition of a shot of charlie looking away and the sky and the water and not really being able to tell where they separate 
um there's something just really haunting about that and i agree i mean there's a reason why that's yeah. her first shot yeah a hundred percent and it, it, it says so much in that yeah it, and it's it's just a throwback to like our favorite like 70s horror where something just isn't quite right you know it's not yeah. blood and guts but it's beauty twisted and you don't know why you don't feel good about it you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah, um yeah. a blank horizon is terrifying i mean that's yeah that is the fog that is the mist that is a you know that like yeah yeah I actually, so, I yeah, think I, that's my favorite I thing. have my favorite scene now. Um, okay, the scene, nice. the scene with you talking to the woman in the wall. Oh, yes, she, yes. Uh, she's uh, mimicking you the entire way. Through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, every time oh, yeah. I see that, I love your performance in, love, in that. I love oh, Ward's okay. editing with yeah. that. It was so perfectly edited. Um and yeah, and the sound design right. like everything like it all just came together to to a really great i love that moment plus yeah it's oh. a bit of an homage to uh my favorite film so it's uh i love it yeah that's that is a really creepy scene too and um for you emily it must have been really um weird seeing you kind of lose your mind throughout the whole this whole film and then realizing like hey i actually live here so am I actually losing my mind? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I get, you know, again, talk Our about the horizon and the see the blurred lines of, I was like, am I losing my mind? Or am I? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, like I said before though, I'm, you know, I, I've been an actor for, for most of my life now and I'm, I'm pretty in touch with, with where I am, with, with my capabilities as a performer. I know when to cast me. I know when to not cast me. Um, I'm pretty objective about, you know, I have, I have a set of tools, you know, I, yeah. I try to get them and I know I can show up and do my job. Um, this was a different experience though. Cause it was, I mean, it was just so immersive and it took so long that any, there is no trailer to go back to. There's no like, you know, call your mom at your lunch break and, and like chill. And then you get the weekend off. We didn't have a weekend. It was, yeah. I, I just, I had to let go and just say that there, there really is no recovering from each day. There is just the next day. Yeah. Um, that is the one thing. And I, I think that helped. Honestly. It, yeah. It was, I, I think it was, it was a, it was a help, but it was also, the one thing that's so, and I mean, this just kind of uh, speaks to what a talented actor Emily is, but she was constantly, I mean, when we say we both directed this, it's very like, this is a 50-50 throughout the entire process. We both wrote it. We both set up the shots. We both did, did the direction. So before Emily got in front of that camera and performed, she was behind like working in a very practical uh, mode. Like we're going to like, yeah, let's do this. Let's move here. Let's the camera's going to back up, you know, and then she'd have to get in front of the camera and boom, like horrifying, you know, crying, you know, screaming like, and, and that without like, it's funny people joke about actors needing their trailers and whatnot, but uh, I mean, there's something to go to those places. It, it, it's important to be able to step away from the rest of the world for a moment. And, and that's something that we couldn't give Emily. She had to be present at all times, which 
just goes to show like, I mean, I, it amazed me every time it happened to see the performance that we got while she was two seconds ago talking to me about the gels on the light, you know, transformation <laughs> is so fun. And so it's like, every time you're directing, like, you know, if, if, if a performance is giving you goosebumps behind the camera, then it's, it's working, you know? Yeah. This, this movie does work. It works on a lot of levels and that's why I'm so happy that it's going to shutter for more people to watch it. I mean, you can, you can rent it right now on, on VOD, um, which is what I did. Actually, can you outright buy it on, yeah, on you can services buy it too? On, uh, Amazon and iTunes and all Amazon that iTunes stuff. and DVDs are now out. You can get yeah. a DVD on Amazon that comes oh, with yeah. special BTS interviews with Barbara Crampton walking through the apartment with us while our power went out one day. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's perfect. Uh, and you- <laughs> And by the way, you get outtakes from Dora Madison, who is one of the funniest people yeah, I have ever, like, yeah. we have ever worked with. She she has some, like, bloopers in there that are pretty hilarious. Make the DVD worth it, in, in yeah. my opinion. I'm going to be picking that up because I do, I, th- I think I did buy it off Amazon digitally. So I got to I gotta get a physical one. And obviously, okay. I'll be watching it on Shudder a million times and putting reviews on it just to, you know, boost your plays on there. Oh, so, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I'm really happy for for the both of you to get something that you know took a lot of out of you for two months um, during a really hard time, and it you know going to all these services and stuff. So, congrats! Like that's thank that's you. awesome. That means the world. Thank well, you. Well, thank you for being such a support. Uh, yeah. You know, again, this is not a Hollywood film. This is indie film. You are looking at the most of the cast and yeah. the crew of this film so uh, just thank thank you and thank you for helping us get the word out that's the thing it's been so cool like just so many awesome people like sharing you know the things that they saw and like the great thing is like the film has also brought so many different interpretations like people have been like telling us what our movie is about and i love i love that i love that we're able to involved themselves with the film so heavily because that was such an intentional thing like we wanted people to be to be there with us and to kind of pull what what they they saw see the movie that they wanted to see and and we've gotten to meet so many rad people talking about horror and stories and 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 what they do what they dig and um yeah it's just been i mean the horror community is like that's what I was born into. So to be so, so welcome to have this film. So welcome with open arms. Like, I mean, shutter is exactly where I want this movie, you know, that's I want people to be watching this movie. Um, yeah. This was made for them. So I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. And again, August 16th. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have one last question to ask yeah. both of you. I always like to find out what our guest's favorite horror movie is. Um, Emily, we can uh, we can start with you. Do you have one horror movie out of all the ones that you've seen that you like the most? I mean, it changes. <laughs> I same, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, man, that's so mean. <laughs> mean question to a horror fan. Um, okay, you're asking me today. Um. Oh my god. Right now, okay, today I would say Hellraiser. 
Oh wow! I don't, I don't know. For some reason, you don't really, I don't know, come off as a Hellraiser super fan. Dude, I'm, I am way darker than anybody gives me credit for. I was an actor, so I wasn't allowed to tattoo my. I'm tattooed on the inside. Just Hellraiser. I mean, the sex mixed with fair. the pain. I mean, Clive Barker. I love Clive Barker. I know Same. you do too. I'm. T- I said it, and it's true. I love Hellraiser. So she, and Hellraiser too. You, all right, you, all right. So, so I won't say Hellraiser because that's exactly what I would have said. Um, <laughs> yeah, this changes too, though. It does, but I mean, there's one movie that I like. Well, what's yours today? I mean, my house is has how many lament configurations in there? It's like <laughs> nothing house, wrong with that. Our house. Um, what what would I say then? Outside of Hellraiser, because Clive Barker is is the king um oof. you can say hellraiser go ahead say hellraiser just do it his hellraiser's out there it's on the table i would go um i would go with my my other uh kind of go-to i love alien alien is like i am such a fan mm. of good sci-fi horror so alien's a big one mm. for sure Oh, that's actually really funny too, because like Aliens, an isolation movie, alone with you is an isolation yeah. movie. So there you go, you kind of do an homage to it. So that's awesome. And Hellraiser is a, a twisted love story. Yes, yeah. that also takes place in the house. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they don't really stay move. on yeah. theme. I yeah, I love. I mean, I do love Hellraiser. That's one of my absolute favorite films of all time. I Clive so Barker cool. is is an author that I grew up as a kid reading books of blood and and all of Clyde Barker's works and it was just always so good yeah um well um Dustin you have to answer that too then yeah what's yeah that's a yeah, mean question yeah. so you have to all right. give us your answer all right I mean mostly everybody knows at this point but except for you two um I am a huge Halloween 1978 fan um oh, I have a ton okay. of Michael masks behind Nice. Oh, um, nice. I kind of block them, so I, I got to like rearrange this room so everybody yeah, can see my mask. He's watching yeah. you. <laughs> he, oh, he always is. I have the Wolfman watching me. Nice. Oh, I love so, it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I mean, um, I'm really excited for Halloween ends. Mixed feelings and Halloween kills, but I mean, um, I kind of turned that around after talking to a few people. I like Halloween okay. kills a lot more than I did initially. So, um, sort All of right. high hopes for Halloween ends, but yeah. Yeah. 78 is uh is my go to uh, the other the yeah. the the first new rendition of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um I I always go back to 78. Um I've tried giving Rob Zombies um Halloween a try. It was kind of all right. Um I like the okay. first one more than the second one, but um I I don't know. I never ever get bored of any of the Halloweens. Um, I can go and watch any of them. I can watch 2018 over and over again. Um, H- can... What's that? H2O. H2O? Oh, for sure. For sure. That's actually the next mask I'm getting. I'm going to be buying that one. I still got to get all the Michael masks. But, um, yeah, I don't know. 78, it's just, it just has a vibe to it that's so different. And like, I never get tired of it. I can watch it any time of the year. And mm-hmm. um, I'll still get goosebumps from it. It's such a great film. I love, nice. I, yeah, I mean, that's, I, John Carpenter's 
I mean, an amazing filmmaker. I, I, I actually got to work with Tony Moran. Oh, who, okay. Uh, uh, I, I shot a film with him years and years ago. I used to, before I picked up a camera, I used to do special effects uh, and makeup. And I shot a film with him called Beg um, ages ago. And uh, he was a great guy. And he, of course, I immediately had to sit down around a campfire and hear all the stories from the set of Halloween. It was, it was very cool. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I have for, for questions. Is there anything you guys want to ask me? Sometimes the, our guests have some crazy questions that they like to throw at me. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, we got your favorite part of film. If you could see any horror film remade, oh, that's I don't like that question. <laughs> and who would you have direct? Oh Ooh, my god! Cool. So like, this is the thing with uh, with remakes. Like, I like them, but I hate them. If you know what I mean. Like, there sure. are definitely um, really good remakes out there. Like, I would say um, probably Friday the Thirteenth remake was kind of okay. Um. Yeah. There was another one that I, that I that I really like, but I can't think of it on the top of my head right now. But if I were to pick one to see remade, no. oh my god! Um, I'm gonna say this one just because it's a, kind of a running joke on on my show. Is um we um I reviewed the Mutilator with my my co-host um Aaron um, a couple weeks back, and oh my god, it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so bad. So I think I would probably have to say that one. And if I were to have someone remake it, it would probably be James Wan, just because he's a, just a crazy, crazy director with a crazy mind. Um, yeah. After seeing Malignant, like that, that guy's got a very, very unique mind. So, yeah. Yeah. The Mutilator, make it good. Yeah, James Wan. Sure. Well, it's James Wan, so it's going to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so good. that's definitely uh, that's that's my answer. <laughs> that's awesome. Very you guys cool. have one? Uh, what would I like? See, I like. There's yeah. a few remakes I dig. I mean, I I really liked what they did with the Texas Chainsaw remake. Oh, that's actually that's the one I wanted to bring up too. Yes. The first one oh, yeah. I thought I Just thought it was very cool. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought they did, but that guy, I, I I'm. I can never remember his name. The director of that film came out of music videos. And he also, mm. he directed, if you're a horror fan, even if you don't like this band and you don't have to, but um, Bush uh, in the 90s had a song called Greedy Fly. Mm. And it was directed by the guy that would, would go on to direct uh, Texas Chainsaw. That is a horror film, like of a of a music video. It's so cool. It's mm. like yeah. really creepy, beautifully lit, like really great, um, really great cinematography. Like that is a like 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 the band or not. That video is so rad. Um, yeah. But as far video. as like a, a what would I like to see remade? Um, and by who? Tough one, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I have mine. Yeah, what would you what would you say? I would want the Sentinel remade. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Good call. Because the Sentinel is great, and I was actually just shooting another film like right in front of that building, and I was like, "Guys, it's the Sentinel!" And the crew That's was awesome. like, "What are you talking about?" And I was just like, "Come on!" Um, 
but uh i love the sentinel justin actually introduced me to the sentinel um you know being like new yorkers i love a good new york horror and i hmm i would honestly have see it's the director that's the difficult part yeah <laughs> i know i would i would see what like I don't know. I would go off kilter with it. Like, see what Karen Kasama would do. Interesting. Interesting. Because I think she she gets social dynamics so well, and the building and the relationships between the tenants. Like, I don't know. I feel like you could you could. She pulls out like lovely. I don't know. She gives like a Rosemary's Baby feel to the invitation. I think she yeah. could like really have some cool dynamics going and like her husband and his writing partner i think they would do the script very well so that's my pitch for okay. now okay. yeah yeah i can agree on that i think <clears throat> it's funny because i was thinking about this movie recently i would like to see a leviathan remake. oh wow because i think not because the mm. movies needs remaking because i love leviathan and uh, I, I think, um, I want to say Stan Winston Studios did the creature in that. And it's like the coolest fucking thing out there. But I think yeah. um, current technology could make Leviathan a badass film. Like, yeah. I would love to see that movie made. Who uh, direct? I would definitely want to direct that one. <laughs> okay, so you, you'd be the director. Like, hey, nothing wrong with that. Who, who else? Who else? Who else would I have direct that? Um, I Leviathan. It's Guillermo. I would see. My worry is that Guillermo would not make it like a hard R horror film. And I love Guillermo del Toro, but everything has such a. I think that's the fun of him. Everything has such a heart, with the exception of like. I guess mm. mimic and 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 like blade too, but um, mm. no, I would give it to. Uh, huh, that's a good question. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah, like yeah, I know, it. right? Cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. think too. Yeah, that's a tricky one. You know what? Actually, what's his name? Is it Todd Phillips who did Joker? Mm-hmm. Todd Phillips. Yeah. Oh, I'd okay. Love I think he'd do a good oh, job of that. I think he's got a really interesting. Uh, I think he knows how to find a tone, and I think like those underwater horror, like it, it's like Alien. It requires a tone. It really requires like. Mm, yeah. You, you need to you need to smell and taste <laughs> your environment, and like mm. Joker. Stinks like yeah <laughs> you know it's it's just yeah so I, I i'd love to see todd phillips do leviathan i think that'd be cool yeah that'd be awesome i wasn't available to direct it <laughs> hey co-direct there you yeah. go That's get right. both of you on that project uh well this is awesome i mean thank you thank both of you for taking some time out to uh come and talk about alone with you and you know all the backgrounds and stuff i love just trying to get into the minds of everybody who makes these projects and Especially the ones that, that I saw at Salem Horror Fest. I've been trying to track all of them down and get them on here because um, they're all brilliant and um, I want to see more. I, I want to see Kept. So um, once that's done, like, sign so me up. Do I. So do <laughs> I. 
<laughs> real we'll be in bad. touch, man. Yeah, We're I working mean, on it. Um, Kay, I have to give big shout out to Kay. She she puts on a good festival. Like she she curates yeah, a really cool festival. So yeah, um, big shout out to Salem. Like she's a she's a hardworking woman. Yeah, she is. Uh, we had her on actually right before our um our ho- holiday break, and um we were talking about that and everything. And then she dropped that you know it's going to be huge next year. It's going to be in April for a full week, which is completely different because usually it's two weekends. So it's going to be even bigger. Um, so I'm so excited, and uh, you both should definitely come and just uh, relax. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we would yeah. love to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. sure. So thank you. I mean, really, this was a pleasure. Thank you, Emily, and thank you, Justin, for taking the time out to do this. And, um, you know, August 16th, watch along with you on Shutter a million times over and uh, rent it or buy it or do both or all three because <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing. So this was really an honor to uh, talk to both of you. So thank you so much thank for being here. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Yep. And any other time that either of you want to come on, I always uh, extend a little branch if you want to come on and talk about a horror movie. Um, we will do it and I can send you a list of everything we're doing this year or you know if you want to come on and talk about a different project that you're doing and promote it hey um, I'm all down so uh, I'll talk car movies constantly so right, I will make sure to send the uh, send the uh, document to uh, Emily or to you uh, or wherever or both of you and then we can uh, discuss that further and get you back on the show and talk some horror (laughs) absolutely well and before we go I have to screenshot this <laughs> Looks like I'm just frozen. <laughs> right, that was I awesome. A, I'm wearing a friend's t shirt. I want to. I don't know how you do that. I'm wearing the Halloween, so I mean, there you go. Command <laughs> three. Jesus. I'm trying to help a friend. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Thank there you. you. <laughs> my friend, my, my, a friend of mine made the t shirt, so I figured I would. <laughs> no problem. I'll be posting um one and two with the the whole background and stuff they have for for on the show. So I'll be posting that right after this. But yeah, thank you, thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for inviting us, man. Yeah, and we'll definitely be talking again soon. So uh, thank you, and we will be talking to the rest of our listeners later this week. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you later.